Hi there, this is Greg Legro. And this is Jamie Dew. Of Fully and Completely. Um, You're listening to... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fully and Completely, the podcast that is going through the entire discography and chronological order of Canada's The Tragically Hip. We are going to be talking about the albums, the songs on the albums, a little bit of the music and culture going around uh, on around the time of release. We're going to talk to each other about what's going on because we're a couple of buddies who like talking about the hip and unraveling the mystery of Canada's greatest band. And here we are, 2016. Hey man. Take a little sip of that wine. What do you got in the glass there, son? Oh, you've got the whole <laughs> bottle with you. <laughs> Mount Riley. <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Not I'm... something I will in- <laughs> instruct every date of my daughter not to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I've got a real taste for uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Look at you, you fancy son of a bitch. I know. Um, I'm drinking juicy ass. <laughs> <laughs> who makes, I've got a, who makes I've got juicy a taste ass? for juicy ass? <laughs> <laughs> who, who produces juicy ass? It's a brewery in Barrie uh, called Flying Monkeys. Oh, I know them. And they make lots of really good stuff. They do, they do. This is actually the most popular IPA in in the beer stores. <clears throat> is it? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how are things, man? Uh, you know, I'm living the life of uh, online kindergarten and uh, little else. <laughs> Let's see those glasses. Yeah, I got red glasses. Wow, where'd you find those? I won't steal them this time. Don't uh, worry. Same place, clearly. Wow, those are really cool. They were uh, $17 or something? Ridiculous? That's, yeah, that's really ridiculous. It's very affordable. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I lived the life of uh, kindergarten. I'm, I'm back in mm. kindergarten. That's what. That's where we are. That's, what's, that's where we are in 2021 is I'm taking kindergarten again. <clears throat> oh, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, there's part of it that sucks. But there's part of it that's, <laughs> but there's part of it that's really quite yes. great, right? Absolutely, and it's better mm. than. Uh, I mean, it's better than lockdown part one because, you know, Zoe wasn't in school yet, right? So right, yeah. I would tell do- you even. My kids were in school, and yeah. it's better than part one. Well, I guess I have a plan. Are we? Yeah. Show? Are we doing the show? Is this a show now? I guess. Yeah. I guess. Why not? <laughs> it's a little chit chat. Yeah. We had no stories for the promo, so. Yeah, they're. Um, it's. Uh, well, we'll start. We'll. A, we'll yeah. Yeah. We'll start. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> There's no. Yeah. I, I. So I didn't have school experience for the first lockdown because um, she wasn't in kindergarten yet. So I just had to come up with a day every day. Right. And it was maddening <laughs> with a four-year-old. Just maddening. <laughs> Same conversations over and over every day, all, all day long. And part of it was like, "I'm. it's a gift. It's a gift. And this is amazing. We wouldn't have this time otherwise. But part of me is like, I can't play 
big bad wolf in the backyard one more time. <laughs> I cannot. Because <laughs> it's not like a, it's not like a game that makes sense. They tell you the name of the game you're playing, and then just you're just chasing them in a circle for eternity. You know, <laughs> right? And the yeah, yeah. Do they have home free? Uh, sorry. Did did she have home free anyway? Yeah. Well, what she did was like we have a tree, a little like a pear tree, and a little like plastic house. You know, a backyard house you have for a yeah, a dog house for a child, and. um so she'd go in the house, and I—I'm the big bad. I come and yell or do the thing, little pig, little pig, blah blah blah. And she do the, uh, you know, Harry the chin chin chin. And then instead of like when I'd go to the you know huff and the puff part, then she just run out of the house and go run behind the tree, which is the second pig's house. And then we go repeat that scenario there. But then there's no because there's no third house and there's no end to this game. All she does is run back to the other house and then I just have to follow her there and do the spiel again and like, like I'm talking like three hours of this man. You are it's, one like, dumb fucking wolf. <laughs> you know she called me too. She's yelling and taunting me at one point. She's like, "Come and get me, you old wolf!" I was like, "What? <laughs> You're getting ageist with me? I'm here for you." <laughs> Old you old wolf, you silly old wolf. Oh, okay. I know, I know. And then things got warmer, and I was like, here's a bubble machine. And then I sat down and wept. <laughs> <laughs> so it's better now. I mean, I'm in kindergarten again, but at least there's structure to the day. And I could probably use a, a brush up on the spelling and stuff. So why not start at the beginning? Um, yeah. yeah. Our teacher's great, so that's good. And it's good. It's good. It's just weird. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? On <laughs> 20, 20, yeah, this 21. is bananas, just oh, bananas. Just and then what happened last week? You know, yes, I was... know <laughs> what is going on. Yeah, 2020 is over, everything's gonna be great. Fucking check it out. Remember yeah. when we started this show? Remember how peaceful everything was? Yeah, you were talking about like mining disasters and things like that, and it was, it seems so long ago. Uh. You know, and yeah, Jean Cretchen and Brian Mulrooney, and it's yeah. like, oh, they're so villainous, oh you know. And it's Fuck. like they got nothing. They got nothing on these new supervillains, you know. Fuck. Yeah, Bane Trump. Yes. <laughs> what a time! Yeah. I guess we can only. I and I don't want to jinx anything. I was going to say we only go up from here, but I bet there's worse places we could wind up. So. Yeah, yeah. Just wait and see what happens. Well, I have signed up to uh, drive a school bus over top of the Grand Canyon next week. <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, somebody offered me 50 bucks to do it. So I said, <laughs> hey, hey, that's 50 bucks in my that's pocket. That's 50 bucks right in your pocket. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and it's a manual transmission. <laughs> No, oh, ooh. No. Mm. Yeah. It's the... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, who drives a stick? It's the... If you drive stick, you don't even need to lock your car. Yeah. No one's dealing it. <laughs> no one knows how to drive that. It's over. That's yeah. true. Yeah, leave it running with the keys in it. No one will take it. <laughs> is that... Is it that bad? Do you drive stick? No. No one drives stick. Oh, I do, I do drive stick. You okay. drive stick. Well, you... Yeah. But I'm old. All right. I, you know, I've got a few years on you. Do you? Yeah. Not enough. Or in 70, 74. 74? 
Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, uh, yeah. Every, my, my parents drove automatic. Everything was automatic. I don't know anyone drives stick. Yeah, my girlfriend bought a car that was a standard. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a station wagon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she let me drive it from time to time. And I would fake my way through it. And, boy, it was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible on that yeah. car. I swore at that car a lot. <laughs> More than you should. More yeah. than you should swear at a car. Well, it's all relative. Mm, a big swip of wine here. Mm. Remember sitting in your backyard under the pear tree? And, yeah. Uh, I was so hopeful. And it was so nice. And yeah. you had you had a bit of time. and. Yeah. I had a bit of time, and it yeah. was like, hey, let's take this time. And- yeah, we were just like, we'll crack these fucking things out. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then, oh, all well. the, then all the time went away. Yeah. Just hey, gone. you know, life happens. It, it happens all over us. What can you do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, nonetheless, here we are moving forward. Um, we don't need to really dig back into albums and events of 2016 because we covered that. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, uh, Man Machine Poe saying we're in the same year. We're in the same freaking year. Doesn't it but feel that very way? Different. <laughs> Doesn't it just seem like we're in the same year? Um, it's still in 2016. Uh, yeah. Um, with uh, another solo gourd, which I certainly thought at the time was going to be the last. Uh, yeah, I guess so, right? Because yeah. this came out post diagnosis. Yeah. And did it come out post tour? Um, I think well, it did. Right, see. it came out in October. I want to say it came mm. out in October, and the tour. Yeah, I imagine he would have October delayed. 2016. It would have been. Why is to delay it to not split focus and right? It's not not just for sales or something like that, but I mean, clearly this no. album has a, a lot of importance in its content. That's right. Um. And I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like we'll just kind of talk about what we feel about the album. We understand the, uh, I think we all know the the story of why he made this. We'll talk about this a bit, but we don't need to dig deep, deep into it. We're not going to have a history lesson on uh, uh, the problems with Canada here. We're just going to talk about the album. (laughs) Yeah. I think. uh, Uh, Yeah. Reconciliation is a, is a, isn't, gosh, it's a. It's an in-depth subject, yes. for sure. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know where you. I don't know where you would begin. Well, no, for me, I would begin. I would begin with this record. I would yeah. too, and the graphic novel. It's a great. It's a great way of getting in touch with the story on a understandable and personal level. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, Gord had everybody's ear. Uh, at the on that tour and at the end of that tour, and that's right. You know, this was something that weighed heavily on his mind. This is creeping into hip stuff well before any kind of diagnosis. He was very focused on this. This album was before diagnosis. He was working on this for ages, and uh, he really wanted. He's like, well, everybody's listening to me right now, and so this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, we found out when we spoke with Michael Barclay mm-hmm. that they had been dabbling in this record like as far back as 2012 yeah so you know he knew what he was doing in terms of 
the Cheney Wen Jack story, mm-hmm. you know, and um, when it would become ripe again and mature again mm-hmm. to drop this record, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, start, I started recording in 2013. So he'd been, he'd been writing and prepping it, figuring out that it's going to have a graphic novel to go with it. Um, I have it on vinyl. It's a, it's a very nice piece. Um, sound beautiful. And it's such a, it's such a interesting album because, uh, it's so specifically about something. This entire thing is based on a story that was in McLean's in the sixties, the late sixties, uh, about Charlie Wenjack. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a disappointing that they, you know, that they misquoted his name as Charlie Wenjack when it is Channy Wenjack. And, uh, Gord's brother read this story and brought it to his attention, mm-hmm. knowing that this was something that Gord was um, championing. Ch- I can't say that word. Championing? Yeah. Championing. Yeah. He got it. <laughs> that, uh, you know, that something that he uh, got behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far back as looking for a place to happen. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah it really did resonate and mm-hmm. you know Gord got together with with uh Kevin Drew and Dave Hamlin and and uh, who else is on this record is Kevin Hearn on this record um you know i'm not even sure who's playing no there's it, it's a talented like, you know. lot for sure that uh that were on this record and that made this music but, you know, essentially, uh, as is the case at this point, Gord was writing the lyrics and put together mm-hmm. this secret path. And it became, you know, a, a big multimedia project in Canada anyway. Uh, you yeah. heard Greg mention that he had the LP and he had, did you get the graphic novel as well? Yeah. No, I didn't get the graphic novel. I've, I've got the, oh, it's great. the MP3. But it was also um, the arts wonderful. a project on CBC, right? I think uh, they showed it as like a cartoon. Yeah, I think there's a an animated comic as well. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hearn. Um, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, his own group, and former Rio Statics, um, is on this album for additional keyboards. You've got... Um, some instrumentation from Kevin Drew and uh, Dave Hamlin. Uh, Charles Spearin, who is a Do Make Say Think at Broken Social Scene. Um, and also, same uh, uh, for Ohad uh, Benetrit, doing some bass and guitar. But Gordy's doing all the vocals, acoustic and electric guitar. So, And it is a very... Uh, uh, there's a word. <laughs> So, there's this word that was somewhere a few sips of wine. Oh, you know, in my damn. Head. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a minimalist album. So, I mean, it's really it is. about what Gord's doing. So, yeah, I think with Kevin, this is one of those regrets. Brought these guys like, in. I don't have many regrets. Well, that, yeah, okay. Good. Truth, truth be told, I have a fucking ton of regrets. Oh, yeah, buddy. But one of the regrets that I have that I could have probably fixed with a little bit of cash mm-hmm. is 
after the summer tour, uh, when the hip went, uh, did the man machine poem tour, mm-hmm. Gord did a single night. Was it at Massey hall or Roy Arbison hall? I'm not sure which one, mm-hmm. but he did the entire record. Oh yeah. With that group. Yeah. Or, or with a group of backing musicians. Yeah. And he did secret path like from top to bottom mm-hmm. and it was a pretty expensive ticket, Yeah, but it wasn't so expensive that I couldn't have done it. You know, it wasn't thousands of dollars or anything. It was, yeah. you know, like a hundred bucks or something. And mm-hmm. why the fuck didn't I do that? I <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I knew he was, he was on his way out. Um, but I guess you just take your heroes for granted, you know, like sure. you don't think they're really on their way out no. and boy, oh boy, what a, what a tour de force that would have been. Yeah. Yet it was, I found, I found it to be incredibly comforting to listen to in the wake of everything that was going on and having emotions about, uh, what was going on with Gord and the whole thing. Right. Um, like I, I felt that I don't know, I'm sure many moons ago we discussed our feelings about stuff when it was happening. But when uh, I heard that he was sick, all I wanted to do was listen to the hip and listen to anything that was coming out. It's like I just I needed more of it. You know, like I just immersed in it. Whereas sometimes when there is when you're a feel emotional connection to a band and there's a tragedy within it, you know, it can, it can be hard to listen to the music. Like when Kirk Cobain killed himself, I didn't listen to Nirvana for like a, a couple of years. It was just too weird or yeah. dark, or I was just like upset listening to it. So it like, not at all. I was like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they played just all the, all the saddest moments of unplugged uh, Nirvana was just on TV all the time. Just in case you forgot to be sad about this. Um, so I was really just, uh, taking everything in and uh even though this is not a personal experience album for him it's it just really uh i found it soothing to listen to you know it's funny you say it's not a personal experience album for him mm-hmm. but it's so incredibly personal like it, it oh, yeah. really does feel oh, yeah. like he's now i don't have the vinyl mm-hmm. i'm only listening digital but it really feels like He's singing to me, you know, yeah. and um, telling me a story. Yeah. And that's so incredibly powerful. It is. And you know what? A lot of it is, I feel like, is because uh, he's got that gift. Very, you know, a couple of singers have that thing where, like, you really feel like they're singing to you. And he's always felt that way all this time. And so this guy who's been singing to you and you feel like it's he's right there, but has been singing to you in riddles and you know subterfuge and a lot of like mixed messages and like you don't really know what i'm saying it's very playful mysterious and then after all that time he like grabs your face and says now listen to me i'm going to tell you something real and so it's really direct like there's no mystery to what's going on in these songs which is a total change in how we listen to him or how he writes it isn't it isn't shrouded in metaphor and you know a couple of crossed ideas, you know, mixed together to make up some sort of thing for you to draw your own conclusions from. This is a direct story. This is, these are direct things. Um, and it's all that more arresting for it. You know, I also love how incredibly personal the production is. Yeah. Like it, it, again, it sounds as though they're in a tent, 
you know, and they're, they're just banging this out for us. Mm -hmm. Like your buddies, like your buddies might. Yeah. Um, It's not, I don't want to say it's not nuanced, you know, Mm -hmm. but not in a, from a production standpoint, you know, if you go back to the Bob Brock records, uh, if you go back to, we are the same, that is an acoustic, you know, mm. quiet record. Yeah. That is lush and layered. And yeah. this is, and this record is like, it just feels like it's Gord sitting there with his mm. acoustic guitar and, a, you know, a snare drum mm. with some brushes. And yeah, I got it really tip my hat to Kevin Drew. This thing is uh, beautifully. And it's Kevin Drew with uh, Dave Hamlin, but this is beautifully produced. Like yeah. I, this is the. I feel like this is the production he's been waiting for, particularly yeah. for the solo work. It's just so, it's so on the money. It feels timeless. It's warm, uh, but it felt very now and in the moment and like fresh. Um, I had to play my hand fully. I love this album, and I did immediately. Um, it, it, when you have a concept album like this, or something that has such a heavy uh, amount of content or or the content of it is so emotionally heavy it can be hard to make a listenable album you know what i mean in someone else's hands i feel like this might be a very like well i'm glad they did it and we know more about it but that was a dry fucking lesson and i I don't think i'm going to re-experience it whereas i go to this album all the time and individual songs it's like oh i want to hear you know this right now i just like you, like you can remove the songs from it, it and they play because they're tunes like they strode up they straight up wrote great tunes for it not just like here's this incredibly serious situation and i can't have any right. fun making music while i tell you about it so <laughs> right. uh, it's not that you know it's a, it's it's a remarkable b- bit of work here and i was like if this is the final solo work from gord and I, I don't know is this his masterpiece because it might be it's just it's so steady the whole way it doesn't like well we gave you a nice song a couple of songs at the beginning now here's the drudge in the middle like you know artists i love do this kind of shit where they just can't you know it's like too much mess and filler and just like they get too lost in the seriousness of trying to like like you're not a documentarian you're a songwriter just do your thing you'll be fine that's right yeah i I have the word rockumentary right on the (laughs) tip of my tongue you know and it's not that it's not it's not this heavy-handed you know, sort of um, piece. It, yeah. it really is so wonderful, and yeah. you know what it what it reveals, and it mm-hmm. and it is revealing. This record yeah. uh, comes at you in layers. You know, yeah. um, you you get you know from the first track, you get this sort of interesting um, introduction, and then. You know, six tracks later, you're like, "Whoa!" You're you're floored with like a reveal, yeah. both musically and lyrically. And yeah. uh, <laughs> bravo! Yeah, I uh, I feel I don't know if I, you know we did some 2016 already, and this is kind of a special album. I don't know that we need to go through and dissect song by song like we normally do. I think we can to maybe talk about some moments and songs that are uh, important to us, just how we feel about the songs in general, um, just because it is a different kind of experience. If, uh, if, if you're feeling different about that, we can definitely dive in. We'll kind of see how the conversation goes. But um, with the opening track, The Stranger, it's a dynamite album opener because it really just pulls you in. 
when you mix what's going on in the world and his voice and that quiet, intimate, just, you know, nothingness and the voice comes out. I am a stranger. You can't see me. Um, what this album did for me so well with getting into this story and really wanting to learn more is uh, he paints this picture that I relate to the moments I went from like remembering my own childhood and, you know, being like a, like a latchkey kid or whatever. But like I walked home from schools and this and that, like I really got, like I understood the headspace of like thinking that, you know, you fuck distance up too when you're a kid, like how bad a walk really is, you know, and I went out, <laughs> poorly dressed more than once and you know i did long walks to and from school and it was like a weird <sighs> it's a weird place when you're a kid because part of it's fantasy part of it's exciting part of it's scary and it really just uh, he put me in those shoes again which was unbelievable and it just you know makes you feel that much more heartbroken for what this kid went through yeah it's uh... a yeah, it's a pretty impressive environment he creates with this album. Yeah, there is a, a sonic environment for sure. Um, because because Gord creates the environment that the rest of this record is going to take place in with totally. the opening track. It's yeah. like, here it is. This is... This is the setting mm -hmm. that you're going to get for the next, you know, 10 tracks. Oh, yeah. And here, you know, here it is. It's dark and it's cold mm -hmm. and it's relentless. Um, but you're right. But, but it, because it's also existing in this, you know, child's mind. It's, yeah. um, we don't know for sure that we can trust the narrator, you know, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. um, what he has to say, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense at all. Oh, absolutely. And I think you really nailed it the, with this really setting the tone for the story that's going to come. This is, this is your introduction to your narrator. This is where he's comfortable, which is in mass un uncomfortability. The, the walk is his, Anytime, not the walk, not obviously the, but he's got a secret path. He's a, when you're out, when you're on your own for that little bit of time, because at school is where he's a stranger and no one can see him and he doesn't exist. You know, uh, the walk is the, like the safe place. And then it's heartbreaking to get into the, the last verse. And I mean, when you're in a school like this and you're treated a certain way and you, you just hear people openly speak about your people you know uncensored garbage kind of way and uh, at these lines of the uh that is not my dad my dad is not a wild man doesn't even drink oh man. you know like you you oh boy that's rough uh and beautifully beautifully written um but he's on a secret path one that nobody knows because he's the stranger uh it's an amazing amazing opening to the album just puts you right in tune with this kid. Uh, and how tragic shit is. <clears throat> After that, Swing Set is a great, is a oh, great man. track. We 
Swing Set does right. a good job of letting you know that this album's not going to be like a, a slog of information. It's like, hey, this is a yeah, is this a fucking jam? Are we having a jam right now? <laughs> you know, like it's really like, oh fuck, <laughs> man. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I mean, lyrically, uh, I love. You know, I love the narrator asking the question. You know, the the plan has been formulated. Uh, he's gonna leave, but you know, is now the time? And then you know, it's not, not yet. You know, wait, and it's not until. You know, he sees a child being dragged across the lawn, you know, and it's it's just like, oh, fuck. But then all of this is encased in this song that is like up tempo and, you know, like yeah, it's got uh, but, that serious beat in it. What a fun tune. Oh, man, is it good. The next track that really jumps out mm-hmm. is Seven Matches. Yeah. wallops you in the head oh yeah you know um you've got this chorus that changes Mm -hmm. and it gets less optimistic you know as as it progresses and that's not what you want in a in a song from your protagonist you want uh (laughs) your protagonist to be getting more optimistic and and i mean well truly he is he remains optimistic but we know the truth, you know, that those matches in the jar hmm. are his life yeah. and, and it's getting tenuous. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, he is really struggling. Yeah. As long as there were six, I'd be fine. As long as there were five and just the number gets lower and lower. Oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's still so listenable. Like, you'll get more out of the story because you'll keep coming back to the song because it's a great song. It's really catchy. <laughs> and his playful vocal is just intoxicating. Yeah. It's, uh, man. Yeah, it's really something.
just let it resonate. Oh, so fucking good. My God. Now, the next two tracks um, are not filler by any stretch, but I think, um, like, how do you say this, you know, in a, in a delicate kind of way? It's, it, it's all about that title track, right? Just crushing. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you 100%. I don't think the record really begins. It, no, that, that, until that's, that's you the get true start. song. Yeah. Freezing rain and ice pellets walking home. I'm covered in it. Walking home along the tracks, secret path. Did you say secret path? Pale blue doesn't do what they say. A jacket. It's a windbreaker. It's not a jean jacket. It's, they call it a windbreaker. Secret path. I am so to the skin. There's never been a colder rain than this one I'm Freezing rain and the 
ice pellets coat the rail so I can't even tide rope it. Yeah, this is yeah, a, it's, it's, a it's a beautiful, blow. It's a blow. beautiful song and just devastating. Yeah, I, I don't want to you just, know skip just to a, the end right off the bat, no, but, but 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 that idea of um, there's those minor chords, you know, on the piano and then, and then you get the, the part about him suggesting that he can't even tightrope walk, you know, it's so icy. He can't even. Oh, and that, that whole thing. And he's just, constantly that, reminding you he's not dressed right. You know, oh, it's not God. my jean jacket. It's just a windbreaker. I call it a windbreaker. And the walk and how hard the walk is getting and the fuck off rocks along the track, secret path, there's no secret path. And the freezing rain and the ice. Did you ever did you grow up near I grew up near train tracks and we had a we had a little fort that we built that you had to walk, I don't know, Mm -hmm. a kilometer down some train tracks, and you would always tightrope walk the train tracks. A hundred percent. It's just something you did, and to get to nail that nuance, to nail that mm-hmm. that thing that we all did as kids, to mm-hmm. really paint this picture that this is this protagonist here that is talking about really grown up things and really mm-hmm. terrible fucking things is a kid. Yeah, you know, ah, oh, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Just devastating. Yeah. And the removal of the ability to tightrope it. Like, that's, you can trick yourself into being positive if you're doing something enjoyable while you're doing something horrible, you know? Or if there's that one little part of it that makes it all right or tolerable. And so, when you can't, when the sleet has made it so poor that you can't even tightrope it. Now, right. it's just now it's just a walk in the gold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, boy... <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I mean, listen, this back end of this album is dark and hard. Basically just waiting for something to come along and eat me It's a speechless gate where my dreams are treat No my memories are just memories of memory And I folded in a dream pitch black and glowing blue A raven saying I know a way that I can help you Said what you can't escape, you gotta embrace. Oh, I know a way to get back. This don't have to end. 
but never sacrificing listenability. Uh, no, I feel like the last four songs are very, um, that's when you sort of get the spiritual piece yeah. of the indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get this idea of, you know, a bird, mm-hmm. you know, speaking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and haunt them, haunt them, haunt them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That song is amazing. And it's uh, very intense. Very, very intense. Very theatrical, but in a great way. Um, I guess a lot of this album is theatrical in a very good way. <laughs> but that's uh, yeah. the, the building tension and uh, intensity of that song is pretty remarkable. So. It, ma- it makes you wonder whether or not, you know, in, in, the near future or in our future, even that somebody will try to take this to the stage, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's, it wouldn't surprise me no. at all. Uh, this would be a powerful, powerful thing to watch, mm-hmm. you know, set to, um, set to the stage. There's, there's something here for sure that is so powerful. And, uh, disappointing yeah it's well it's just it's nothing but you know uh, this kid was failed all of these kids were just utterly failed and and then the failure goes beyond their experience and just the uh, disregard of it of it even happening you know it's such a but that's where we are at least i don't know what it'll take honestly for (laughs) something to be made sense of any of this uh, but at least the conversation started. At least people know about these schools now. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I. Uh, this ranks extremely high in my Gord Downey catalog. Uh. Where I'd put it, you know, Coke Machine Glow, and I don't know. I'd be. I don't know. It's too hard to say. Yeah, it How is. To categorize right? them, but uh, what's they're your? They're all very different. They're all very different. They're all super glow, and right away I think of. Yeah, I mean, I owe you, I owe you, and this podcast, Battle of the Nudes, because mm-hmm. I knew Coke Machine Glow, and it sort of turned me a bit sour with some of the, with some of the more ephemeral, mm-hmm. you know, songs on that record. Mm-hmm. But um, Battle of the Nudes, what a fucking great record that is! Yeah. And then this, this yeah. is this is just this is staggering. Yeah. And and I didn't have much experience with this record mm-hmm. up until this podcast. So sure. I'm thrilled yeah. that I got to listen to this. I when think, I heard Seven Matches mm-hmm. for the first time, oh yeah, like I wept. You know, I think it's the most focused. You know, it's the most. Uh I don't know. There's no bad song. It just as an album, like as a piece of music, that's all going to hang together. Yeah. I think in that respect, it's, it's probably the best. Yeah. What's your takeaway song? Oh boy. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll, here, I'll help you out. I know what mine be, is. For me, I'm going for me, it would be Secret track. Path. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you take Secret Path. path. Then if you're going to go Secret Path, I will go uh, seven matches. All right. Well, we could we could trade if we needed That's to. Fine. Put it on the list. Just <laughs> put it on the list. Yeah. Yeah. But but the entire record is something you should give, uh, you know, yep. give a taste of. Yep. Uh, and and absolutely check sure. out the, yeah. the graphic novel is worth your time. Um, and if you have a record player, uh, get the vinyl. If you don't have a record player, you should buy a record player. <laughs> I just don't know where I'd put one. You'll find a place. Mine's a, I got a, just got a new one. It's a Bluetooth turntable. So I don't have all the other stuff I used to have. Like I, uh, cabinet speakers and, you know, the receiver and the whole shit. And it takes up so much space. And now I just have a really good Bluetooth turntable and a really good, good, not huge, Bluetooth speaker, and that's that. Oh, we'll have to talk. Uh, so I play uh, the uh, records in my dining room, but I take the speaker in the living room. Oh, that's good. That's the okay. <laughs> it's like it, it's a little bit of uh, the old with the new. It's nice. It, it all sounds better. It's true. It's not a lie. Um, did we do our takeaway songs from Man Machine Poem? Did we 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 blew that, didn't we? For our final list at the end. Oh, I don't remember even. I think we did. <laughs> mm. Did I just text it to you? I don't, I don't even know if we did. Mine's in Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Go we'll get it. Just so you know, it's in Sarnia. Go get it. All right, I'll go to Sarnia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Head down there. Over there. <laughs> Gotta stop talking like this now. Um, I guess my takeaway would be, uh, machine. Yeah, definitely machine. Definitely machine. I mean, is what I'm trying to say. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it's well, good talking to you as, you as too. usual. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we'll do this again real soon. Is, is introduce yourself next? I guess it is. It is. Oh God. No. Who wants to cry? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we could do. No, in order. I mean, it's e- it's equally, it's equally horrible. <laughs> Go, but on. um, <laughs> and I mean that in a very endearing way. <laughs> but we could do long time running. Oh, the, the movie. Oh, I don't know where. I don't know. Have you watched that even yet? No, I've been waiting to watch it right before we do an episode on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, so there's that too. I don't know where it jives out time timeline wise. 2017. Yeah. It came out September 13th, 2017. Okay. And, and then introduce yourself. It's October of 2017. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go then. Yeah. Let's do the movie next. And then we'll do Wow, we haven't done a movie. That's interesting. That'll be maybe we'll get a guest or something. (laughs) We'll see. Okay. (laughs) I talked to Norm Wilner. I talked to Norm Wilner at one point about it and he was interested. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. This was nice. Well, uh it's always lovely. Yeah. Greg. It's nice to see you. I was in your neighborhood tonight at the beer store. Oh, good. Is that where you got your juicy ass? (laughs) (laughs) Pick up your shit. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to Fully and Completely, a Tragically Hip podcast. For more information about Greg, Jamie, or any of our guests, please visit duvra.com. That's D-E-W-V-R-E dot com. Send a letter to the show at info at fullyandcompletely.com. To join our Facebook group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash fullyandcompletely. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at fullypodcasts. And hey, don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts and such.